From the Blue Ridge Mountains to the Chesapeake Bay, Virginia is a mecca for outdoor travel and adventure. Virginia Outdoor Adventures podcast is the ultimate guide for local outdoor recreation, including hiking, camping, kayaking, and so much more. Get the information and the inspiration to plan your own adventure right here in Virginia. I'm your host, Jessica Bowser. Those of us who love to hike know the benefits it brings to our lives. Hiking reduces stress and anxiety while allowing us to clear our minds and reconnect with ourselves and nature. Jessica Chenard, founder of the Virginia-based hiking community, Her Hike Collective, shares her journey of hiking to heal after a personal tragedy. Believing the grief demands action, she utilized the outdoors as a lifeline and found comfort and connection on the trail. Her new memoir titled Her Hike is Jessica's story of coping in the Blue Ridge and was written to help others begin their own journey summiting mountains. Jessica's passion has created a community of hikers who are turning to the outdoors and each other to find healing. Let's go. Virginia Outdoor Adventures is sponsored by Mecklenburg County, home of Bugs Island Lake with over 800 miles of beautiful shoreline. Bugs Island Lake is an ideal location for boating, kayaking, paddleboarding, fishing, and swimming. With cozy cabins and inns, local wineries and breweries, farm-to-table restaurants, and quaint shops nearby, Mecklenburg is an ideal base camp for your lake vacation. Ready for your lake adventure? Download the travel guide and start planning your trip at visitmecva.com or click Visit Mecklenburg in the show notes of your listening app. Blue Ridge Outdoors Magazine takes readers deep into the mountains, covering adventure, recreation, travel, and culture. The largest free, independent, outdoor lifestyle magazine in the country, Blue Ridge Outdoors is dedicated to inspiring people in the Blue Ridge and beyond to go outside and play. Every issue includes coverage of top scenic destinations, multi-sport spotlights, interviews with inspiring adventurers, new gear reviews, and features on regional music and culture. Check out Blue Ridge Outdoors magazine on newsstands monthly or click the link in your show notes to visit BlueRidgeOutdoors.com. Jessica, welcome to Virginia Outdoor Adventures. Thank you for having me, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've had another Jessica on the show before, so this is going to be interesting. I know we should we should have done nicknames at first so people don't get confused. <laughs> yeah, well, people know my voice pretty well, so they're going to know when you're speaking that it's not me. So hopefully, it's not too confusing. <laughs> what do you love about Virginia's outdoors? I love the variety of all of Virginia, what they have to offer. You know, you can have a state park down at the beach and then you can have the mountains just three hours away. And I love being able to go back and forth from that. Before you started Her Hike Collective, what was your experience with hiking in the outdoors? I started hiking a few years before Her Hike Collective was created, but just once in a while here and there. And it wasn't until I met my now husband when we really started to hike two, three times a year with camping trips. And that's kind of what gave me the confidence to then create a hiking group for women. So you were not a big time hiker before that. Is that right? That's correct. And aren't you from Virginia Beach? I am. <laughs> Born and raised, right? So yeah. if you're from Virginia Beach and what kind of, were you doing hiking mostly around Virginia Beach or were you mostly stowing away to the mountains every weekend? I grew up 
you know, going to our parks around Virginia Beach. But then when I got older and again with my now husband, we were going to the mountains as often as we could. So you and I met, oh gosh, I think it was like May of 2021 or somewhere around there. I know you reached out to me um, and introduced yourself and I'm so glad that you did because even though I didn't know you then, I feel like I know you now. And especially <laughs> after going on some hikes with Her Hike Collective and then also after reading your memoir, now I feel like I've known you for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I know the story about why you started Her Hike Collective, but could you talk to our listeners about why you started the group? Yeah. So you said for 10 years. So my book is based off of 10 years of my life. And um, in 2011, I lost my brother. He took his own life after dealing with a prescription drug addiction for two years. And when he passed, I started to learn from his friends that he loved hiking and camping. And um, I had actually experienced him, you know, keeping all his camping gear in the trunk of his car and going off to the mountains when he could, but really learned from them more so the different types of hikes he was doing and loved. And so trying to find where I could put my grief and where I could go to feel close to him and heal, you know, the mountains quickly became the answer for me. So I understand that you started hiking to heal and what led you from hiking to heal either by yourself or with your husband to actually forming a group of hikers? When I realized how much it was positively affecting me and my life and the journey I was on to heal, I wanted to be able to give that to as many people as I possibly could. And I wanted to create a community around it and just see where, where it went, who it could help and who it could ha help people and women, different women fall in love with the mountains too. When was it that we went together? I guess it was this last January, right? That day that it was like, I don't know, in the teens <laughs> or maybe even lower. Wasn't it like nine degrees when we got started that day? It was I crazy so. cold. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was just, it was so cold. Um, but you had scheduled a group hike for Her Hike Collective and we were in Shenandoah National Park. And I think when a group of women come together on the hiking trail, something magical happens. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm assuming you're going to agree with me on that. You, you just see the sense of community. Everybody's sort of looking out for everybody else. You know, there's a connection that happens on the trail. Um, so can you talk a little bit about what you've learned from the other hikers in your group? Uh, well, I love that you said like everyone is just looking out for each other because I really feel that we do, you know, the groups, there's strangers that then turn into friends by the end of the hike. So everyone doesn't always know each other and you going into the mountains on a trail, you have to trust the people, a level of trust with the people you're with. And um, those particular hike you're talking about at Rose River Falls you know, it was snow cover, there were ice patches, we had to work together. And you really learn about each other in those processes of taking literally step after step telling someone, oh, loose rock, oh, there's ice over here, go this way. Um, I think even one woman brought out some rope to help each other at one point. And so you just really learn how to work together as a team. And you know, you, you learn those things, but do you you often don't get to practice those as an adult in a group as much and i think 
a hiking group for women really gives you that place to do it and to feel a part of something and just learn how everyone works, how, you know, what everyone's strengths and weaknesses are. And then when you come together as a group, you know, you outweigh all of those together. Yeah. And I saw that in action with our group, because like you said, the trail was really, really icy. In fact, I don't think I've seen it that bad in a really long (laughs) time. And it was interesting just how fast everybody became a team. And we were all instructing each other on how to get by, turning around to make sure that the person behind you was not struggling or lending a helping hand um, and making sure we all got up the trail. The rope incident was especially hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember the last time I've needed a rope to get down the trail, but um, Mm -hmm. those were some pretty extreme conditions. And by the end of it, we did all feel like a really close group of friends. It was a lot of fun. Um, And then also, you know, there are the funny stories and the silly things that happen along the way. We had somebody's thermos explode. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that was so nuts. I thought, and I, and I, I think I told your audience this during your book launch, but I thought it was a gunshot (laughs) because nobody (laughs) knew what it was. We're sitting at the base of the waterfall and there's this massive like kapow and then things start falling from the sky and it took a, a moment for us to realize that there were pieces of plastic on the ground and mm-hmm. I think she had what hot soup or something in the bottle that she had packed when she left her house in Virginia Beach and then between the elevation and the cold and everything else the pressure had just built until it completely blew its top and that's not something we're going to forget anytime soon no no and then it, sh- it blew and no one knew what it was but it was Megan who it happened to. And she slipped on like the ice on the trail as she's, as it exploded. So we're all catching her too. She never, <laughs> she never fell, but she was basically ice skating in her hiking boots um, at that point. And then I was laughing. I could not control myself. And I was like, I'm not laughing at you. I get, when I get nervous, I laugh and like happy tears rolling down my face. I just couldn't get it together. Yeah. It was so funny. And then um we you said plastic was all over the floor or the ground. Don't worry. We cleaned it all up. Yes. <laughs> and then um as far as the chicken noodle soup everywhere, someone's golden retriever came out of nowhere. They weren't in our group. And the golden retriever ate all the chicken noodle soup up. So we didn't leave food for the wildlife and we didn't leave plastic on the trail. <laughs> That's right. We we definitely have to do our part to leave no trays. <laughs> yep. But it was a lot of fun. And you just see what happens when women get together in a group. It's sort of, you know, nobody discusses it. It's just automatic. You know, everybody starts to look out for each other and form a team. And you, you start to see that bond happen pretty quickly. Imagine taking in the expansive views of the Shenandoah Valley, hiking to one of the few remaining fire towers east of the Mississippi, or walking in the footsteps of thru-hikers along the Appalachian Trail. Now lace up your hiking boots and head to Harrisonburg, Virginia, an ideal base camp for your outdoor adventure. If you're a regular listener of the show, you've probably heard me share some of my many epic adventures in and around Harrisonburg, like my first mountain biking experience on the western slope of Massanutten, my first underground caving experience, or my unforgettable hike to the historic High Knob Fire Tower in the George Washington National Forest with 360-degree views at the top. 
Harrisonburg now has a brand new hiking and trail guide. The Harrisonburg Rockingham Trail Guide introduces a collection of 15 trips and trails, from stunning mountain climbs to peaceful wooded pathways. Each page includes a map and description of the trail, as well as distance, difficulty, and special considerations. The clickable map on Visit Harrisonburg's website is user-friendly and made my last adventure super easy to plan. Harrisonburg has everything to satisfy my adventure-loving spirit, plus all the cuisine, entertainment, museums, and attractions you would expect from an award-winning Main Street community. No wonder Harrisonburg is friendly by nature. Start planning your adventure by visiting visitharrisonburgva.com or click on Visit Harrisonburg in the show notes of your listening app. Let's talk a little bit about your brother for a moment. You mentioned in your bio that your brother gave you your true north. Can you explain what you mean by that? Yeah, like I said, when he passed away, um, and I think anyone with grief can kind of relate to this, but you're searching for how to get through it. You don't know how. No one gives you a handbook into grief and how you're going to move forward in your life without this big piece of your life missing now. So you're searching, you're you're going on a journey to try to figure it out. And I was in that not knowing where to go or what to do. And then, like I said, his friends told me about his hiking. Um, I know he loves big sky Montana, which is a big part of my book too, and loves snowboarding. Um, so anything outdoors, I got those two tidbits and I just, I picked them up and ran in that direction. So that's why I call it my true North. Cause I just went, head first into that direction and never look back. I do have a quick excerpt excerpt in my book that talks about the true north if you um if it's okay if I read it real quick. <laughs> yeah, that would be wonderful. Please do. Okay. So it's in chapter 28 Rivers and it's just quick two paragraphs. And it's when I'm writing to Richard, my brother. You gave me hiking, my true north. When I saw no other way in the dark of the night, when I found your love for the mountains, I ran to it and never looked back, running in the pitch black of the night of my grief, closer and closer to my refuge. Healing takes time. Moving on takes courage. But I hold on to that one speck of light in the sky that represents them both, and I reach for it step after step. The night slowly turns into dawn as I find my way. When it gets light, I introduce other women to the mountains. Honoring you... I continue to invite other women along to hike beside me. Their sense of adventure continues to widen and illuminate my own path. Healing taught me strength and resilience. Moving on taught me to climb mountains, not because they are easy, but because they are worth it. Because when I summon a mountain, that is when I feel most alive. I imagine that's how you felt too. That's really beautiful, Jessica. Thank you so thank much. You. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. It it definitely illuminates what you're talking about with the true north but also how healing the mountains can be and once you discover that not just keeping it to yourself but bringing other people in to discover it as well which i think is really what you've done with her high collective especially when i hear you talk about some of the stories of the women in the group it's not just about your healing it's about other people's healing too so you bring everyone together and everyone is in that support system with you now yeah even if they don't you know, share it always, you know, none of us are immune to grief or hardships in life. And so I think no matter what level it is for someone or intensity of it, 
everyone is bringing something to the mountains when they come with us and they're working through something or, you know, um, the, the physical activity and the, the endurance level will eventually show you what you're working on. If you go to the mountains and you don't realize at first, it'll quickly teach you what you're, what you're working on. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That That's absolutely true. Um, so I'm the kind of person who often likes to hike alone, but the advantage of hiking in a group, especially under those circumstances, is that you're not so in your own head when you're mm -hmm. with other people. And even though I love hiking alone, sometimes being out there, especially for long stretches of time, you're constantly alone with your own thoughts. And if we, if you're sorting out your own thoughts, sometimes that's a good thing, but sometimes too much of it can get to be too much. Yes. <laughs> um, and being out with a group of people distracts you from that. Um, you know, I know there have been times when I've been having a bad day and I'm thinking about going hiking or going kayaking or going for a bike ride. And I call up a friend and ask the friend to go with me because I know that I will almost be forced to be in a better mood when I have somebody <laughs> around because nobody wants to deal with your crabbiness, but you can vent to that person. You know, you can talk about what's going on, but you can, or you can just not talk about it at all and completely forget that it exists and just focus on enjoying the time with your friend. Yeah. So that's the community aspect of it. You know, you can choose to share as much as you want, or you can be there and just have a good time with each other and get to know each other. And just being out in nature is enough. I think no matter how much you share or don't share, you're still getting plenty out of it when you're in the mountains on the trail and, you know, not behind a computer desk for the day. That's right. It's always a better day when you're outside. Yep. <laughs> so I've heard you say that grief demands action. Um, what do you mean by grief demands action? And what is it about hiking that you find so healing? Yes, I am a big believer in grief demands action. Um, and it can take any form for people. Everyone's different. Grief is energy. And a lot of times it's like bottled up energy that you're just wanting to release and you don't know where to put it or, you know, if it stays inside of you, um, it just keeps boiling and getting more intense, like, like a tea kettle. Uh, and eventually it's going to be released and either that's negative or positive for a lot of people. And I wanted it to be positive and also feel like I was working through it. So actually before hiking, I started running. And I'd never been a runner in my entire life. Um, you know, high school mile, the mile test you had to do, I'd walk the whole thing just in protest. <laughs> uh, so that was very rare. But I started running and felt how much the physical activity just helped me release everything. And a lot of those runs, you know, I was sobbing in parts of it and then parts I felt really strong and it gave me motivation to keep going. And then I just, again, I learned about Richard loving the mountains and being out in nature and going and getting a different type of exercise in the mountains and learning about yourself through that was another form of action to put my grief somewhere. And then again, bringing other women there, that was another action step that helped me direct my grief into hopefully helping others 
opening that up to other women to give them the confidence to be able to tackle a mountain, hike a trail, and that they didn't have to do it alone. The confidence that you mentioned that comes from these experiences, I think that is something that's really significant too, because a lot of people who have never hiked find it intimidating. And that's another advantage of going in a group. Now you have a support system around you that maybe makes you more comfortable than you would have been if you were trying it alone. But even if you are doing it alone, there's you know, a certain level of uncertainty there. You never know what's going to happen on the trail. It doesn't matter how prepared you are. You know, the na- nature is nature and wildlife is wildlife and anything can happen. And once you have done it, then you start to gain that confidence. And that part of the process is huge in healing as well. When you start to regain your confidence um, and, and start to realize that you can do these things. Yeah, the, the takeaway is just proving to yourself you don't have to prove to anybody else but proving to yourself that this is something you can do and you know i've had women on our hikes that are afraid of heights but then they get to the top of that mountain and sure they might be hugging a rock but they are so proud of themselves that they're standing up there you know the wind's blowing in their hair and um you can just see it like they feel free they feel proud of themselves And to see that progression of someone starting a trail with us for the very first time to them being on the summit and seeing the pride that they have for themselves is, I think, like the most rewarding thing to see. Discover a world of trails, wildlife, and beautiful scenery on Virginia's eastern shore, where you'll find the longest stretch of wild coastline remaining on the entire east coast. Strap on your helmet and experience the Eastern Shore's most iconic sites by bike, including the wild ponies at Chincoteague National Wildlife Refuge, the concrete ghost ships at Kiptapeak State Park, and the marsh overlook at the Eastern Shore of Virginia National Wildlife Refuge. I'm planning my next visit during one of the shore's major biking events. La Tour de Shore in June passes through picturesque towns on the water, and Between the Waters Bike Tour in October features a classic oyster roast and live music after a ride along pristine coastline. One of the most exciting times to visit the eastern shore is in the fall, when bird migration is at its peak. Songbirds and birds of prey following the Atlantic coastline as they migrate south are funneled down the peninsula, creating one of the highest concentrations of migrating birds. If you're a bird watcher like me, this is paradise. I've been exploring the shore's 22 stops on the Virginia Bird and Wildlife Trail, as well as observing the flyovers at the Kiptapeak Hawk Watch. I'm looking forward to my first guided excursion to the Eastern Shore's Barrier Islands. In addition to natural beauty, the Eastern Shore is also known for their local artisans, including painters, sculptors, glassblowers, woodcarvers, and more, who find their inspiration from this coastal haven. Natural beauty and authentic coastal heritage, it's a shore thing. Start planning your Eastern Shore trip today. Click on Visit the Eastern Shore of Virginia in the show notes of your podcast listening app. I have an excerpt from your memoir that I'd like to read if that's okay with you. There, There's a lot of things in your book that really spoke to me and I, I read it with a little pad of like sticky tabs that I was yeah. putting all throughout the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if it's okay with you, do you mind if I read a paragraph or two out of one of the chapters? Yeah, I'd love that. This is out of chapter 13, which is called Sharp Top Mountain. 
Several years later, I found myself in the parking lot of the same trail with five other women lacing up my boots and preparing to hike. Over the years, I learned firsthand what hiking mountains could do for one's soul. Richard had instilled this within me. I hiked because of him. I learned from him, and it brought me to this place in my life. Unfortunately, I learned these things after he was gone. Although he is gone, his love for hiking and mountains has helped me see our world with a different set of eyes. And in this world, I have learned to cherish the ordinary, the small moments, and the smiles of others. I set out to bring others joy through hiking, and while I do, their joy naturally multiplies my own. I had planned this first hike on my brother's birthday. I really love this excerpt, Jessica, because I think this does a better job of describing what you get out of this experience than I'm trying than I was trying to do just a moment ago. But you know, when you talk about learning to cherish the ordinary and the small moments and the smiles of others, it turns your focus on things that we sometimes forget about, you know, in our in our everyday busy lives, we tend to overlook some of those things. But when we're outside in nature, and there's nothing to focus on, but ourselves and the experience, we start to notice those things again. I think when you lose someone like what it do you always remember? You remember the small things. You don't remember all those big shiny moments. You remember the small moments that happen in your day to day. In the book, you described that was just one hike that you described that was meaningful to you. Um, but there are several others that you describe as well. Can you share a time when the trail has changed you? Every experience hiking uh, teaches me something about myself. But in particular, in the book, I have Again, all the hikes do, but um, overall run is in the book. And that hike really, I had a panic attack on that hike, to be honest with you. Oh, wow. <laughs> and and I wrote about it in there. And um, it just taught me so much about myself and talk about having to persevere and get through the rest of the trail when you know, just anxiety is gripping at you. But I did. And I learned in that moment that, you know, I'm not alone. I have Richard, you know, guiding me. I have, I don't know if you have faith or anything like that, but that was my first hike that kind of brought me back to wanting to explore faith. Um, because I really felt on that hike that got me through it. You know, Richard pushed me to, to have faith and believe in God that they would get me through that anxiety driven moment. And, and they did. Um, so that taught me that put me on a whole path to reintroducing myself to that aspect of life. And then also nature's cove, which is in Virginia as well. It's um, private, private property owned. Um, so it's not in a state park or anything, but you can find it on like hiking upward or all trails and I went there and got attacked by yellow jackets. <laughs> that's in the book, right? Yes. Uh huh. Yes. That's crazy. <laughs> so that was another thing for the whole group to like get through together and to overcome. And um, I related it back to a personal time in my life um, when after my brother passed, um, we had lawyers involved with a certain time of our lives that my parents had involved lawyers with that. And it was a deposition that I just related back to the yellow jackets. And it just taught me so much about um, trials, it's like trials in life, not like a court trial, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, and 
you know, just relating nature back to certain hardships in your life and how you can get through them and, and not just hardships, like joyful times in your life too. I think it all intertwines and can teach you something if you take this step in the initiative to open your eyes to them. It's, it's just beautiful and teaches me something every, every time. <laughs> I was really honored when you asked me to be a part of your book launch. So I want to thank you for that. Um, of course. But the experience of being a part of your book launch, I think really helped me get to know you even better, even after reading your memoir, because you involved a lot of people from your past who were telling their stories and, and, mm -hmm. you know, how they related to your memoir. Um, and I want to share one of those stories that really st stuck out in my mind, and you're going to have to correct me if I get any part of it wrong. So just feel free okay. to jump in. <laughs> um, but there was a woman who you were friends with who went with you on a hike, and she had recently lost her mother to yes. cancer, maybe. Yes. And her mother loved hiking, but this particular person wasn't into hiking, but she decided to join you and realize that she didn't have hiking boots. So what did she end up doing? I'll let you finish the story. Uh, she used her mom's hiking boots. Yeah. And yeah. she talked about what that was like for her. It was so touching to hear her talk about it and what it meant for her to strap on her mom's hiking boots. Yeah, it was, um, I just got chills when you brought that up, but she came on the hike and I knew she had lost her mother and it was our first mountain hike. So it also lined up with the sharp top mountain hike that you shared mm -hmm. on my brother's birthday. It was our first mountain hike, um, as a group. And so it was her first one with us and she was hiking and she told me I'm hiking in my mom's boots. And I'm a photographer as well. So I instantly knew like I wanted to photograph just her boots um, with her in them, but a close up of them like on a rock somewhere. And, and I ended up doing that. And so she'll have that photo forever because later on in, in all of our hiking, she was worried about, you know, when, when the soles of the shoes wear out, like, what am I going to do? And I was mm -hmm. like, well, you will always have this photograph. And, um, I gave her the idea of, I don't know if she can, but like cutting the soles off of the actual boot and framing them. Oh, wow. Yeah. And just like kind of putting maybe like a shadow box together or something. But she was in my sorority in college. And then there had been several years in between college and now the hiking group. So we had lost touch, but the hiking group brought us back together at a time where I announced the, the group for the first time. I think a month or two after her mom passed. So talk about grief demanding action. She was trying to find a place to put her grief and to like work it out somewhere. And um, then she just happened to see my social media post about this hiking group. And that whole first year, she went on every hike that we did. Wow. Yeah, that story definitely stuck out to me. And, um, and there were many stories like it, too. I mean, you had you've had so many wonderful people be a part of this experience with you. And it was incredible to hear them talk about the but I mean, and a lot of them are in the book, too. So a yeah. lot of them were talking about their experiences that you wrote about in the book, um, but also what it has meant to them um, to be a part of this. So I, I'm glad that you brought up taking a picture of 
um, of her boots. What a gift. I mean, she's going to have that forever. And um, I love that about photography. And I just wanted to ask you quickly, because you are a professional photographer. It's not just a hobby for you. In fact, you're a whole lot of things. You, you, you're a small business owner. You're a wife. You're a mother of two young children. Um, you're a writer. You are a group hike organizer. I mean, you've got a lot of things going on. <laughs> I don't know how you do it all, but it's impressive. Um, but you are a professional photographer. And I was just curious if photography has played any role in your hiking experience. And, I, and I'm wondering because I, I as I'm as I podcast more and more, I get introduced to people who use the outdoors for more than just hiking or other outdoor recreation activities. They're writing about it. They're drawing, they're painting, um, they're photographing, sculpting. I mean, the the integration of arts into the outdoors is huge. And I think that's probably also a big part of the healing process. Did you know that you can become a member of Virginia Outdoor Adventures? For the same price as a cup of coffee once a month, you can receive a Virginia Outdoor Adventures membership while supporting the show. Members have access to the complete list of links and resources from each episode. Members also receive Virginia Outdoor Adventures vinyl stickers and a shout out on the show. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider supporting me. Hit pause on your podcast player, go to your show notes and click on buy me a coffee where you can buy me a virtual coffee or sign up for a membership. My sincere gratitude for the newest members of Virginia Outdoor Adventures, Tom from Richmond, James from Bealton, and Scott from Rural Retreat. Thank you so much for your support. Has photography played a role in your hiking experience? Yes, um, that's the short answer, but the long answer is um, it absolutely has. I photographed all the hikes that we go on and I give, um, if I photograph the women, I then give them the files of the photos of them and, and things like that. But also it's able enabled me to basically have a photographic memory, especially when I am journaling or writing about certain hikes and going back to certain details of the chapters and things like that. I was able to look at my photos, really put myself back in that place because I had a visual and I think made my, you know, writing, um, more detailed. Um, I don't want to say better because I, having an opinion on your own writing is kind of weird. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so I let uh, the listeners decide if they read the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, photography played a huge role and, um, I get to have those memories forever. And the women who hikes with me get to have them too. Photography has been my hobby for a really long time. And I feel like I get lost in it sometimes. It, you know, when you, I know plenty of people who hike down the trail, like they have blinders on and they're just trying to get a certain number of miles in by the end of the day. <laughs> and they're just blowing past everything where uh, with my photography, I feel like it it causes me to stop and look for things and to notice things. And especially if I find something I want to photograph, then I'm spending a lot of time with it because I want to get just the right angle and the lighting and waiting for the wind to stop blowing so it won't blur in the photo, different things like that. Um, definitely makes you more aware and in tune with your surroundings. Have you experienced that? I have. I think just as a photographer in general, you see and notice more of the small details than most and 
um, you take the time. I also have used like being the photographer and having a camera as an excuse when I actually need a break because <laughs> I'm worn out. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to stop and take this photograph. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd be lying if I said I haven't used that as yeah. an excuse occasionally yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. But I also, since I do professionally photograph as a career, I, in the mountains, I have to work on finding a balance of being in the moment, um, but still capturing the memories and not leaning towards um, more of the focus just on getting all the photographs. And because I think that if you're too much into that aspect, it might take away from the nature and being present. Um, mm-hmm. So I have to, I have to find that perfect balance. Yeah, it's a hard balance to strike. I struggle with it too, because now that I'm a podcaster, I have to promote the podcast on social media, which means content. And so every time I go outdoors now, I'm not just enjoying it the way I used to. Now I'm thinking about what kind of photos and videos am I going to come home with that I can post and, you know, promote the podcast with these things. And it definitely does take away. There have been days where um, I head out on a hike and by the end of the day, I've been hiking all day. But according to my Gaia GPS, I've only hiked four miles mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, or three <laughs> miles. And I'm like, um, how is it that I've been gone for like 10 hours and I've only done a few <laughs> miles? And it's because I'm stopping to get all this content and it really does take away from the experience. So finding that right balance can be a struggle, but it's so important too. Yeah. Do you have any trail recommendations that people tune into this podcast because they're always looking for a new hike to do or, you know, something they can do on the weekend? Do you have any recommendations for folks? Yes, I um, have so many. <laughs> Just for a few, I have um, Humpback Rocks. That is close to like Nelson County, the Wintergreen Resort area mm-hmm. um, off of the Blue Ridge Parkway. And you can either do just hike up to humpback rocks or you can do the loop and the loop takes you back down the AT, the Appalachian trail. And we did that as a group. And, um, that's in my book. There's a big lesson in, in that one too. And I, I fall spoiler alert. And (laughs) um, not that you will fall if you go on this hike, but, um, I did because I, it was rainy and wet and it wasn't even up at the summit where it is all rocky and jagged rocks and stuff. It was back down on the trail in the 80s where, um, where I slipped, but everything was fine. And I had a huge life lesson in that one too. So I am very fond of humpback rocks. I've done it several times. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about Rose river falls, which I've also, I've done twice and in two different seasons, one in the winter with all the ice and snow. And then one in summer where I was actually able to swim at the bottom of the falls, ah. which is an amazing experience. If you can find a waterfall that you can do that at. And then um, I have another one that's not in the book, but it's Apple Orchard Falls. Mm-hmm. And that's a challenging hike on the way back up because you're hiking down for a while and you're like, this is kind of easy. And the waterfall is beautiful. They actually have built like a wooden deck there that um, was really cool to experience and stop and look at the waterfall. But the hike back up, you realize, oh, this elevation is pretty tough. Yeah. Um, so it's a, a new challenge and 
I had a great experience there. It was just a beautiful, well-maintained trail. Mm -hmm. I'll see if I can't find some links to all three of those trails with maps and directions and throw them in the show notes for people if they they want to look. All three of those are really great trails. Um, I'm, I got chills when you the first one you said was Humpback Rocks because last year, um, around this time, I hiked Humpback Rocks with a friend of mine after learning that my best friend from childhood had passed away. And I don't know if you remember this, Jessica, because her hike collective was doing a hike in that area, not humpback rocks. I think it was supposed to be in Shenandoah National Park. And so I headed yeah. to Charlottesville to my friend's house to to the two of us were going to join up with her hike collective and go on the group hike together. And then I got the news. And so I ended up not going um, with the her hike collective group, but I stayed at my friend Amy's house and um, the two of us ended up going later on up to humpback rocks and just the experience of being outside and getting out into the fresh air and the sunshine and being with your friend and she brought her dog sky and the three of us girls just <laughs> piled into the car um, and just headed out to the mountains and i was so grateful for that experience for to be with her and to have the dog just to have the dog there <laughs> and, mm -hmm. um, and to get outside and and um you know, to be with, to be with somebody that cares about me and a moment like that and, and to spend it outdoors. Um, it really, so yeah, it, it's hard to even put what that experience is like in words. But, um, when you said humpback rocks, it just, I instantly went back there in my memory, right? Like I can, yeah. I can see the photos in my mind that we took at the top of humpback rocks. There's, um, there's a really beautiful one um, where you can see all of the ridge lines in the distance. And uh, my friend Amy is sitting with her back to me. And then Sky, her dog, is sort of laying up against her. And I took a series of photos where Amy is looking out over the horizon or she's petting the dog or she's leaning over to hug the dog. Or I think in one, um, the dog is looking up at her. And just that series of photos is so beautiful. I'm not even in them, right? But <laughs> I, I, I felt like it was a gift just to be there and have an experience and to be able to share those memories and those moments in photos with my friend. Um, yeah. And so, you know, this, this difficult sort of tragic moment turned into something that I think she and I are both going to remember and appreciate for a lifetime. Yeah. And how, how beautiful is that, that, you know, you were faced with a tragedy and had a heartache but you turned to the mountains almost instantly and you still found a way to get out there because you, whether subconsciously or consciously, you knew that that would help you through. Mm -hmm. And, and it did. And, um, if people are familiar with humpback rocks, like that hike up is pretty strenuous. So yeah, you put your grief into a physical action and, um, you know, maybe it turned into, more um a spiritual action at the end of it because it helped you so much and maybe you felt i don't know you said your f best friend passed away mm -hmm. yeah maybe that day like it had you feel closer to them um or that you were just able to you know pour into your other friend that was there willing to help you through that day and you gave her memories to have for her whole life um as for the photography aspect and yeah, I just think that that that's so amazing that you were able to instantly just say, okay, I can't 
handle a whole group today right now because I'm grieving, but I still need this in my life for today. Yeah. Oof. Okay. <laughs> this has been a really great conversation, a really deep conversation. I don't. I wasn't expecting to to go down that rabbit hole, but um, I'm glad we did. Yeah. And thank you for sharing it with me. Yeah. Um, I want to wrap things up because we're getting to the end here. So a couple of things. Definitely, I want to hear um, how listeners can find out about upcoming group hikes with Her Hike Collective, and then also where listeners can buy your book called Her Hike. Yeah, so um, we're on Instagram at Her Hike Collective. Um, and from there, you can sign up for our email list. The email list will definitely get the first announcements for hikes. I'm so excited and, you know, itching to get out, out there again in the winter with everyone. And um, so they can find us through the Instagram account. I'm on Instagram at Jessica Ryan Photo. And for the book, Her Hike, uh, there's links there as well, but they can find it on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And then there's also two independent bookstores that are currently have it, which is Violet Fox Bookshop and then um, Country Bookshelf, which is um, based out of Bozeman, Montana. And if you read the book, Big Sky Resort, Big Sky, Montana is a huge part of the book. So I reached out to a local bookshop in Bozeman and um, they said yes to carrying the book. So I love if people could support you know, some independently owned bookstores as well. Yeah, no, I, I wholeheartedly endorse that idea. Let's do that. When I put the link in the show notes, I'll put the link to the two independent bookstores. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I have two quick questions for you that I ask all my guests to close out <laughs> an episode. And the first one is, what is one piece of gear you can't live without? I have a water pack in my my hiking pack now and it's i just love it i drink more water on the hike now that i have it um it has a tube that i can just kind of like rest onto my shoulder and just put the mouthpiece in my mouth every time i need a little sip of water and it's perfect you got to stay hydrated on the hike <laughs> so is it like a bladder like the kind you insert yes. into a pack okay yeah and then the last question is what is your next big virginia outdoor adventure I will say, obviously, getting all the Her Hike Collective hikes um, start going again in 2023, but we have um, a spring kind of retreat weekend planned, and I'm going to be sharing more details about that later in the year and into the beginning of next year. But also, like, just my next big adventure is continuing to take my kids out there, and I have a son who's hiked with me and my husband and seeing him in the mountains was just the best weekend ever. And now I have a daughter. So now I have a new little Her Hike Collective member that I get to introduce, spend my life, spend her life introducing her to the mountains. And that's, that's going to be a big adventure. I can't wait. Oh, well, Jessica, thank you so much for talking with me today for sharing all of this. I love your memoir, Her Hike. I hope that all of the listeners order themselves a copy. I think they're really going to enjoy it. And I hope to see you out on the trail in the next <laughs> event with Her Hike Collective. And I'm very much looking forward to that retreat when the details come out. Um, I'm definitely going to be eagerly awaiting them because I would love to attend a retreat. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I'd love to have you there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks so much, Jessica. Adventure on.
Thank you. Links and resources from this episode are in the notes section of your listening app and on the website at virginiaoutdooradventures.com. If you enjoyed the show, please consider supporting me. The easiest and most impactful thing you can do is visit buymeacoffee.com backslash Jessica Bowser, where you can buy me a virtual coffee or sign up for a membership. Members receive access to the full list of show notes, Virginia Outdoor Adventures vinyl stickers, and a shout out on the show. You can also support me by subscribing to the show on your listening app. Help spread the word by sharing the show or your favorite episode with friends or on social media. Last but not least, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I love hearing from my listeners. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Virginia Outdoor Adventures or on the website virginiaoutdooradventures.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, adventure on. Adventure on.